The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorneys. Play to win, banksjones.com. The Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight. Expertise. Top guest. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on offthehooksports.com. I compute and obey. Now, today, Hooker. Ready. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Rick Barnes' crew got it done. And there's a guy named Dalton Connect that is as good as any player that I've ever seen put on a Tennessee basketball uniform. We had the discussion about Bernard King. Maybe better than Bernard King, maybe. And I say that because I bumped into a basketball aficionado at the gym this morning, and he's been a coach, and he's older than me, and he knows Bernard King. It was that kind of special night. Uh, I want to thank T. Scott Jones of Banks and Jones for supplying me with some date night tickets. I was able to take the misses. So, Caleb, I hope you're doing well, sir. I think from now on that anytime there's a big game, it needs to be date day slash night for uh, Dave and Mrs. Hooker because things worked out well on our date night at Thompson Bowling Arena brought to you by the Kroger's Food Center. Yeah, that was pretty epic. Um, We're going to start seeing uh, in basketball, you know how they say you maul somebody in football, you Dalton somebody when you – I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You you, you got connected? How about that? You got connected. You got connected. Love it. I like it. All right. So we're going to talk about if Tennessee plays how they did last night, how far they can go in the NCAA tournament. Dalton Connect will be part of Four Downs brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas. Should he be in the discussion for National Player of the Year? Forget SEC Player of the Year. Also, the Tennessee Auburn, a high mark for SEC play. And then is there more pressure on Nico Ia Maleava amidst the NCAA investigation? Because everybody knows his name and a lot of people know his name, not for the best of reasons, but I think that's going to change this season. And then Tennessee chooses Mississippi State for homecoming. That was absolutely insane. I don't understand that. And a 14-team playoff that will win Caleb Calhoun over is in the works and is gaining steam and might actually happen. But we're going to go ahead and go with today's tough question and the poll question are the same. First, Cooper Mays, what should people do? Cooper Mays here. Hit like and subscribe. Thank you. I appreciate that, Coop, leading us off of that. Today's tough question is right now, and it's brought to you by our friends at Boundless Moving. Today's tough question. Take a side. Take a stand. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of offthehooksports.com. All right, Caleb, how do you want to phrase this? It's on our YouTube channel. People can vote. If Tennessee plays like it did last night, how far will they go in the NCAA tournament? How do you want to phrase it? What are our choices? They're up, guys. They will either make the Elite Eight, the Final Four, the national title game, or they'll win the national championship. Because quite honestly, nobody who is not serious thinks they wouldn't at least make the Elite Eight if they played like they did last night. 
Yep. And we're taking Sweet 16 out of it because this team should be beyond a Sweet 16 team. Uh, there's no question in my mind. That was a, a, an incredibly impressive victory. Please hit the like and subscribe button if you haven't done that yet because we're going to have complete basketball coverage uh, as Tennessee, I think, makes a, a deep, serious run in the NCAA tournament, which will be very exciting. Um, and I, I, I look at last night and the way Tennessee played and with their poise, there was definitely a feeling, was it uh, BVS, battered ball syndrome, that kind of hit the arena last night when Auburn climbed back to take the lead and Tennessee had been in control. This was before Connect took over in the second half. But there was that feeling that Auburn may come back and win this game. And what did uh, Tennessee do? Uh, they were able to respond with a guy named Dalton Connect. You ask me, is it the loudest that it's ever been in Thompson Bowling Arena? It ranks right up there. I've seen, it's funny to me, Caleb, I have seen some Kentucky games on a Sunday that it's almost like the opposite of football. You get tanked up before you go to a football game at night, but a day game on a Sunday, you're not tired from the day, uh, work day midweek. Um, so I think maybe some Kentucky games have been a little bit louder, but boy, that was right up there. It's splitting hairs at that point. Yeah, it's, I could sense the vibe and the energy just from watching the game that it was up there. It was pretty high because Again, I, I, I've been to some electric Thompson Bowling events. This one was rare. You could sense it actually from watching the game inside the television studio. The only thing that I got even close was the 06 uh, upset of Florida when Bruce Pearl upset Billy Donovan and the fans stormed the court. Do you remember that one, Dave? I do. Um, uh, there was that one in terms of electricity at, at in Knoxville. That might be it. Yeah. That might be the only one. I mean, it was that level. And it's funny because there were so many Tennessee fans that, quite honestly, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but, like, had definitely um, wanted to cut ties with the program after the Auburn, after many felt loyal to Auburn, quite honestly, after the Bruce Pearl situation happened years ago when he got hired. But that didn't show yesterday. They were rooting like heck for Tennessee, which was pretty impressive. Well, let's go ahead and answer the question for ourselves. And we want it on the message board now. Uh, I'm going to go with Final Four. I think that this is one of the best four teams in the nation. I know that doesn't always prove out to be that case in the tournament. As a matter of fact, it never does. I think all one seeds have only made it one time. But I believe that this is one of the top four teams in the country, especially after last night seeing Dalton Connect take over. So I'm going to go with number one. What do you say on the message board? Caleb, what do you say? Brought to you by Boundless Moving. I've tried other moving companies. I went with Boundless Moving. Couldn't have been happier. From a two-hour minimum to turnkey operations, they've got you covered. Boundless Moving. Boundless Moving, their motto, personal service without limits. It's not just their tagline. It's part of who they are. It's their DNA. That's Boundless Moving. Where do you have Tennessee, if they play, like they played last night in the NCAA tournament. Oh, they're winning the national title. They're winning wow. the national title. Um, the only drawback was Zakai Ziegler having to deal with some of that tempo that Auburn ran early, and that created calls for turnovers, and he was not efficient shooting the ball. But I, I've said from the start, Tennessee has a formula for success that they'll win every game if they do this. 
Jonas Adu has to be a force inside. He was a force inside, wasn't he? 14 points. That's yes. exactly the type of effect you need him to do. Zakai Ziegler has to be Zakai Ziegler, which is, you know, managing the offense and being that feisty player on defense. Wasn't he that yesterday? Yes. Josiah Jordan James has to dominate defensively. Happened yesterday. Yes. Um, Dalton Connect has to be able to just take over when they need him to take over. If they, <laughs> if they need him to take over. They're going to be some games, like the opening round game, they're not going to need him to take over, right? Right, exactly. That happened last night, though. They needed him to take over, and he did. And then they need to find the hot hand from three. Last night, it just happened to be Dalton Connect was also the hot hand from three, and he took over. So it, it was kind of a twofold, which is why he played so well, went five of eight from three. But also, Zakai had the hot hand from three. He was three of three from three. So Tennessee shot nine of 17 from three. They were 27 to 35 on free throws. They had their inside game. It was everything you needed to the point where it didn't matter that Santi didn't play well because he was in foul trouble. It was, I mean, there's no weakness when they play like this. Tennessee's gotten bounced out in the past. The way a typical defensive-minded team gets bounced out in the NCAA tournament, which is they have a red, which is they have an ice cold shooting game, and the other team got hot shooting the ball, and there's nothing they can do. Tennessee, if they play like this, it doesn't matter if the other team's red hot shooting the ball. They'll they'll hang with them, they'll be able to shoot and score with them. It wasn't like Auburn was shooting poorly last night. No, I mean, Auburn did not play a bad game. Auburn did not show up and lay an egg. As a matter of fact, to to fall behind early and then be able to come back, I thought Auburn played pretty well. I would say Auburn played an A-minus game. Um, I can't mm-hmm. give them an A because they didn't win, but they played they played really well. Now, let's do this for a second because after a great victory, we can have recency bias, right, Caleb? We can say, oh, I never have that. More. Yeah. Yes, you do. Okay, we all, we all do. But in this particular case, how does Tennessee get better? What did you see last night that you you think would push Tennessee even to a higher level? And I'll answer it with one word, and I'll ask the message board the same thing. If you agree, I think it's Viscovi. I don't know why exactly he doesn't feel comfortable but you could feel it, especially in person last night, Caleb. I think there have been times where he's pulled the string on his shot. I don't think he's as confident as he was. I don't know if it's because of personal issues with his grandmother, God rest her soul, passing away. And certainly he's in our thoughts and prayers at Off the Hook Sports. I know that was a loss. Or if maybe he thinks the NBA is not his game and he's going to end up back in Europe or whatever the case may be. It just seems like he's lost his confidence a little bit. I think he only took two shots last night. He needs to take, what, about eight shots or so. Um, and I think it changes Tennessee. If they can get that from Bescovy, and they don't have a lot of time, we're just talking about a week and a half till tournament time, then they hit another level. And I think that's doable. Any other comments as far as criticisms for Tennessee, if you can possibly find one, I'd love to read it on the message board because that was about as perfect of, of a showing as, as you could possibly have. And we're going to get to connect a, a lot more, but if you had a nitpick, any issue, what do you think it might be? Now the Lewis family says that game was closer than it looked. I will agree with you there, Tennessee. I, I don't base it off the final score, but I thought it was a convincing win at the end. I don't think there was any question that Tennessee was the better basketball team on that night. Yes. It, though they absolutely were. Um, 
Viscovi, I give a break to because he got in foul trouble early. That was horrendous officiating. He got called for a horrible foul early in the first, uh, early at one point. And um, I'm going to, I will reserve judgment on talking about that because I feel like we talk about college basketball refs all the time on this show. Um, so that was probably that, that I give him a break. I still go Ziegler because look, Ziegler play, you know, Ziegler is tired guys. He's played too much. He played 38 minutes again last night. He's tired. Now he's got like that dog in him. So even when he's tired, you know, when you're gas and he like, he'll turn on that level when he needs to, you know, he'll find that next level that you, that, that you don't think you have, but you have, and he'll do that. But, but the human body, eventually the human body just can't reach that level, right? Like in, and that's going to be a moment. You saw it last night. He had four turnovers early. He missed every uh, shot that was not a three-pointer that he took. And he was at 1.4 of eight from the free throw line. Now he closed with his final four uh, free throws. But, guys, he is tired. And there's not a guy to back him up. So that's the other issue right now with, with Ziegler. I completely and- agree with that. Hit, hit like and subscribe. Now, I want to tell you what somebody close to the program told me. That's been to practice uh, early in the season and late in the season. He said that it's not necessarily what you said, Caleb, that he, they're playing guys too many minutes during games. He said it's that the practices never lighten up as the season goes on. That the practices, and Rick Barnes doesn't curse, but he runs tough practices, summit like practices. They would have gotten along very, very well. And oh, they did get along. They used to go on Converse trips. Yeah, they did. But they would have continued to – I mean, they were you know, cut from the same cloth um, in, in a lot of ways. That he, This person with, with insight into the program said that's where you need to back off a little bit. You need to back off a little bit in practice more so than the minutes. Probably a combination of both, like you said. But hit the like and subscribe button right now. We greatly appreciate that one to bring more people in. But your thoughts on maybe – backing it off in practice to help as a Kai Ziegler. That, that would help a lot. He absolutely needs to back it off in practice. I think <laughs> no, Zakai. No, I could just ask the most obvious question ever. I think Zakai is like, um, we've all seen Rudy, right? Zakai is like Rudy. He, he like doesn't take a playoff, whether it's practice or the game. I feel like Zakai is that type of guy, right? Yeah. Like. It's like, it's like, it's like a random practice drill and he's probably going at a hundred miles an hour. And, uh, remember that, remember that moment in Rudy where like, he like tack Vince Vaughn, by the way, is the guy he tackles Vince Vaughn's character and Vince Vaughn like cusses him out. And he's like, it's the last practice of the year. And this guy's pretending like it's the Super Bowl. And I'm like, that's probably Zakai Ziegler. He's probably play like taking every play. Like it's the Super Bowl. You probably just have to honestly sit him down during practice portions of the program brought to you by city heating and air conditioning 50 years in East Tennessee integrity matters. Don't trust a fly by night HVAC company to tell you that you need a new unit that could cost you thousands or more. Go to cityheatandair.com cityheatandair.com. Let's talk some connect right now as it's four downs brought to you by dynasty pools and spas. Four Downs brought to you by Dynasty Spas, the most comfortable spas made in the United States of America, right here in East Tennessee. Drop in for the all-new showroom in Athens, Dynasty Spas, perfect for all four seasons. Four Downs, presented by Off the Hook Sports. All right, so just how good is Dalton Connect? That's what we're going to dive into, and of course, 
our guy Cooper Mays is going to jump in the hot tub with us. Cooper Mays here. Hit like and subscribe. Thank you. What down, Coop? Coop here. First down. National Player of the Year, Dalton Connect. Does he get serious consideration for that? Brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spots. Yes, but he won't win it, and he shouldn't win it. Uh, guys, look at Zach Eady's numbers at Purdue. I mean, that guy is just... Zach Eady's averaging more points than Dalton Connect. He's averaging more rebounds than Dalton Connect. He's averaging as many assists as Dalton Connect. His shooting percentage is higher than Dalton Connect's. So Dalton Connect deserves it. I can make a case for him second. It's like him with Terrence Shannon Jr., R.J. Davis, and... um, uh, Well, that's probably it. Maybe... Maybe Keon Brooks, um, but those are the only three. We can't, but Washington's terrible, so it's it's really just yeah. It's Dalton Connect, Zach Eady, R.J. Davis, and um, uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. are really the only four that I think are in consideration right now. And Zach e- Eady's the clear cut winner. Yeah, Eady's going to win it. He's like uh, minus four thousand to win it. RJ Davis, this is according to Vegas Insider. I've seen Dalton Connect at uh, plus 3,000, plus 4,000. RJ Davis is plus 3,500. What I'm looking at now, Hunter Dickinson plus 4,000. And uh, my question for you, though, second down, Coop. Cooper Mays here. Second down. How big of a star would Dalton Connect be on the national stage if he played for Duke? Oh my gosh. Everybody <laughs> would love him. Everybody would love him. Look, uh, we had our co- guys, we had our debate about the court storming thing on Monday. The only reason that debate finally came out is because somebody ran into a Duke player. If somebody ran into a Tennessee player, they, 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 this wouldn't be a national story. Do you agree with me on that, Dave? Yes. Everything <laughs> I mean, that happens at Duke, and he fits the mold too because he's Caucasian. You know, and, uh, he suddenly he's a gym rat, and he's all those guys whose terms will use over. Yeah. Team. And by the way, the, Kyle Filipowski, the Duke player who got hit, that way he he faked that injury, right? Oh, sprained. It's on Saturday. It's a sprained ankle. On Monday, it's oh, it's just sore, but he's probably good to go, and then he's good to go. Like, he so faced the, the injury so much. But Dalton Connect is the biggest star in basketball if he plays for Duke right now. And he's one of the bigger stars in all of sports for this short time period. I mean, he's he's on PTI. He's he's lead, he's the lead story for SportsCenter half the time. I mean, he is a monster superstar if he plays for Duke, which you can take for, for good or for bad. But I guarantee you, if he played for... Duke, we're hearing the heck out of him. I don't think it's as bad at Kentucky and places like that, but uh, man, Duke's Duke, and ESPN would fall in love with Dalton Connect. Dick Vitale right now is delaying his return because of his cancer, which we always wish him the best. It's gone. He's recovered, but he wants to delay his return. He would um, hasten his return just to praise Dalton Connect if Connect played at Duke. Are you saying he likes Duke? Is that what you're telling me? Yes, he likes Duke. He's the most biased Duke. Have you not? I've never noticed that. A little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. They could have like 10 walk ons out there, and you go, Dukies are taking it, baby. (laughs) I remember. So. When Gravis Vasquez was at Maryland and won ACC Player of the Year, it had he had the, he led the league in points and assist and was top ten in rebounds and was top five in steals. And Dick Vitale was like, oh, "It's a race between Gravis and John Shire, and I think John Shire does more for the team." I'm like, no serious person thought John Shire was ACC Player of the Year over Gravis, except Dick Vitale. 
There you go. We appreciate that. Fred says, you guys nailed it. What down, Coop? Tennessee center Cooper Mays here. Third down. Thank you very much. I wait, it was second. It. We haven't even gotten a second down. What are you talking about? Oh, no, no wait, it is. Sorry. No, it's yeah, third down. Yeah. Okay. Um, where I, will, okay. Where will Dalton Connect be drafted? I'm, I'm, I mean, a 6'6 guy that can score from anywhere on the for- court and is a reliable shooter in this NBA, in today's NBA, that values spacing? And positionless players, which he's definitely that. I think he's a top five pick now. I think he's playing his way into a top five pick. I was going to say top five as well. I guess I'm supposed to disagree with now, you. Now, 20, year, 20 years ago, he wouldn't have been a top 20 pick. Because remember the NBA value overvalued athleticism so much 20 years ago? But Golden State has totally changed how the NBA values its players. So I think it's top five now. For the record, he's projected as 17 by CBS Sports, but this could be dated and... We'll see how he does at the at the workouts. They're not as important as football, but they are important. Please hit that like and subscribe button. What down is it, Coop? All SEC center Cooper Mays here. Fourth down. And good morning, fellow Johns, to you too as well, uh, Kalen. Be sure and join Hooker's Corner. And we've got that uh, helmet to give away, uh, signed by Hendon Hooker, that mini helmet. UT's most important player is Dalton Connect. Tell me I'm wrong because I know you're going to. Yes, you're wrong. Dalton Connect is UT's best player. This team goes okay. as Jonas. Don't tell, me, don't tell me who it is yet. That was the tease. You all didn't hear that. It's brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas. Imagine having the best spas made right here in the United States of America in your backyard. Dynasty Pools and Spas. Their showroom is open in Athens right off the interstate. You can stop by and check out the best hot tubs and spas in the market. And delivery, yes, they can do that. It's Knoxville or Chattanooga. They've got complete support, spa cover, and chemicals to keep your spa bubbling at its best. They also have pool chemicals as well. Dynasty Pools and Spas, amazing discounts for first responders, military, and even some blemish models that can save you a ton, and no one will ever notice. Mention Off the Hook Sports, get $500 off. Mention Off the Hook Sports, get $500 off. Dynasty Pools and Spas. Go to DynastyPoolsAndSpas.com or stop by that showroom in Athens. DynastyPoolsAndSpas.com. Dynasty Pools and Spas. Dalton Connects is the most important player. Caleb, you're crazy. Hey, Dave, I'm just going to give you a a, a quick uh, question. That's crazy. What's Tennessee's record when Jonas Adu scores double figures in, in SEC play? Don't, I guess? Use your, don't use your facts to prove me wrong, Caleb. Want to guess? Want to guess? I, I won't listen to your facts. Dalton Connect's the best player, most important player. What is Tennessee's record when Jonas Adu scores double figures in the SEC? 12 and 0. 11 and 0, but you were close. What, do, what does that mean their record is when he doesn't score double figures? Oh, I would have to do the math. Uh, what are they like? Uh, 12 and 5? 12 and th- they're one and three when he doesn't score double figures. They're tw- they're eleven and zero when he scores double figures. This team goes as Jonas Adu goes. Period. End of story. No questions asked. Okay. Jonas Adu's play determines everything else, including how Connect plays, because Jonas Adu's play is the difference between Connect scoring twenty five or thirty and being able to score forty because of spacing. This team goes as Jonas Adu goes. That does not mean he's the best player. Dalton Connect is the best player on the team, bar none. But the team goes as Adu goes. 
How many NBA players do you think are on this team? And Jack saying Dalton will be the first college player drafted. And Meade saying, I love Adu. I do now as well. He has really improved his game since last year, as in Caleb. Yeah, he's been incredible. He's absolutely improved his game. Uh, I would say that, okay, so who could be a draft pick? I think if Santiago Vescovi got his head right, he could be a draft pick. And if Josiah, um, See, what I is Tennessee's record when Dalton connects, does the score double figures? Is that the question you just pull, pulled up for me? That is the question. What? It, uh, and the joke was, that's right, he always does. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Tennessee in SEC play is 1-0 when Dalton Connect doesn't score double figures. So Tennessee's won as many games when Connect doesn't score double figures as they have when Adu doesn't score double figures. And Only, they haven't lost any. Adu's more important. That, did you know that off the top of your head? Seriously. That's no, I just pulled it up. I just pulled it up right now. Oh, okay. Well, I was Even really, though- I was really, I was really impressed there. All right. So Tennessee beats Auburn in one of the most electric games that's ever been in Thompson Bowling Arena brought to you by Kroger's. But Tennessee and Auburn, was that the high mark for SEC play, Caleb, that we've seen this year? That's a high mark for college basketball play. And it is a case. And I think here's why I wanted to pose this question or pose this uh, topic, because we talked about this this morning. Ever since one and ever since players started going out of high school and then one and done became part of the game, college basketball, the quality of play, I think it's safe to say for the past 25 years had been declining significantly, hadn't it? Yes. I mean, it's just bad. Coaches don't develop players the way they should. And coaches oftentimes get one and dones. And it's just been a big problem. Just across the board, just been a gigantic problem. Last night, it was incredible play on both sides of the court. And there's a reason for that, by the way. Auburn and Tennessee both have two to three draft picks on their team. Both of them, their multiple draft picks are all juniors or seniors. And this is what's an underrated thing about college basketball that you you watched two games last night, not just with NBA talent. We've seen plenty of games in the past with in, NBA talent. You see that every time you watch Kentucky play Kansas, okay? What you don't see are veteran teams with NBA talent. Usually it's one or the other. Because if you're a veteran team, that means you got a a bunch of guys that weren't good enough to go to the NBA after their freshman year, meaning they're not going to the NBA, right? Yes. That's how it's worked. You are now seeing the NBA kind of – the NBA, because of their value of shooting and spacing, is changing their model over who they go for beyond those top five picks. And they're kind of going for those elite shooters and guys that can stretch the floor. And that comes with development over time which puts value on teams like Tennessee and puts value on teams like Auburn that do have two and three year guys. So they have NBA players that have played together and you watched this last night. Now here's the real high Mark. You're going to start seeing more of this in college basketball with NIL. And I think we talk about college football, but Dave NIL is going to save college basketball. I agree. I think more than anything. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not just taking the other side for the sake of taking the other side because this is on the message board, and I believe this is the case too. I believe Ziegler is more important than Adu. Oh, we're going back to that debate. Okay. I can entertain Ziegler because there's no backup point guard, but I don't necessarily think – 
I still think the inside presence matters more. I think the inside presence can overcome anything. It allows Tennessee to shoot well from three. Gotcha. So I didn't, I didn't mean to sidetrack you, but NIL saving college basketball continue on that thing. Cause I was thinking the very same thing sitting in my seats uh, last night. Yeah. NIL. I, I said it was going to save college basketball because Auburn's starting five yesterday, every single member of that starting five, is a junior except Aiden Holloway, who is a freshman. So they have one freshman, but they have one freshman and four juniors. Okay. And then their uh, their third best player comes off the bench, and he is Jalen Williams, and he's a senior. So their five most important players are all juniors or seniors. Um, Bruce Pearl kind of – we talk about positionless basketball. Bruce Pearl has, like, starterless basketball. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, uh, not a big deal if you don't start in a Bruce Pearl system as uh, we've lost Caleb there for a second. But uh, Tennessee, again, uh, with the big win. And th- the question that I have is, do we really have a- an accurate assessment of Ziegler? Because Did I freeze on you? Yeah, you froze on me. We got you back. Uh, I do want to remind people that portions of the program brought to you by Don Self. Go to donself.net. Customer service still matters. For 40 years, they have built their business on taking care of their customers in the greater Chattanooga area. Call 423-396-2126. 423-396-2126. Or go to donself.net. That's donself.net. Customer service matters. Everybody wants the best prices until you got to make that those claims, and those are very important. But getting back to NIL, Caleb, there are a lot of mid-range guys. Now, Connect wouldn't be a good example because he wouldn't be able to compete with that type of NBA money if he's a top-five pick. But there are a lot of guys, like you mentioned at Auburn, that might be borderline first round. If you get the second round of the NBA, you don't even get a contract. Those guys could easily be wooed to return to college. I don't think there's any question about that for a reasonable amount of money. And really, money spent? they could have a bigger impact than any football player because you have to spend $2 million for an elite quarterback. If you could have Dalton connect back, well, that's a bad example because he's too good. But if you could have a mid-level guy back for another year that makes you an older team and more mature for a million, that would be a huge get. I don't know how many schools are going to spend that much money on basketball because it's not the revenue generator that football is, but we shall see. But who's more valuable? Who's more valuable, particularly, okay, we're Tennessee, you're, you're Tennessee, pretend you're Tennessee. It, theoretically, historically, a superstar in basketball is more valuable than a superstar in football, right? Yes. However, this day and age in football, with Josh Heupel's system, is a generational quarterback more valuable or a generational basketball player more valuable? I think it's the quarterback. Yeah, I would say that. I think, you know, somebody that covers Duke might argue that point. Um, would Duke, what would Duke pay for another Christian Leitner run? Um, probably an endless amount of money. You'd have doctors coming out of the woodwork to pay for that, uh, for that. But, um, yeah, I mean, what's the type of player that, that comes back for another year because of NIL money? It's, it's an I do, I do type guy. It's a Joseph Adu type guy. Um, Grant Williams for back in the day would have come back for it. Lower right. first round Williams definitely would have very good one. Very good one. Um, I, I look at Tennessee and what they have going forward and we're going to get to some football here in a second, but you look at the rest of the schedule. There's nobody in the nation that has a tougher uh, last month of the schedule than Tennessee, because it'll be Alabama 
at Alabama, at South Carolina, and then home against Kentucky. When you include Auburn, those are all teams ranked in the top 25. If they go three and one in this run, which now they're one and oh, is that a monumental success? Yes, that's a huge success. I think that's what they need to do if they want to win the SEC. I think between Alabama and South Carolina, it's more important to beat South Carolina, obviously, because you don't want to get swept by South Carolina. And I don't see now. Now, again, Alabama is tied with Tennessee for first in the in in, in the East. So it really sucks for Tennessee that they have to play both of these teams on the road. But Alabama does have to visit Florida, who has all of a sudden gotten very good. I don't know if you know that They're, they they are a very dangerous team under Mike White now. And so you could theoretically lose to Alabama and still win the SEC. But quite honestly, you have to win both of these games to win the SEC. The one you could afford to lose is Kentucky, but Kentucky's at home. And you don't want to lose at home to Kentucky. But You don't want to lose at home to Kentucky. Uh, I, I think either of the road games is understandable, especially the South Carolina game. I think that that is understandable. I'm not yeah, but saying- if you lose either of them, you're not winning the SEC. Well, they might not win the SEC. I mean, I say this, try to win. Workers, I mean, how many teams would go four and zero through this? Would Purdue? Hey, I got Eden? a question, Dave. Because you and I both agree, the selection committee doesn't give a rat's you know what about the conference tournament. Yeah, um, oh, yes, agreed. And also, if you win the SEC regular season title, I don't think you care about the conference tournament because you still get to you get to hang a banner for the regular season, right? And hanging the banner is what matters. Yes. So if you beat Alabama and South Carolina, if you win your next two, you've clinched the SEC. You've clinched the regular season. They're both on the road. It's Kentucky, but do you just rest your starters at home against Kentucky? No, you're into this resting too much. You got to be competitive. Come on. Championships matter. Rest your starters. Uh, I want to. I want to win every night. Uh, with, the, with the rare the, the NFL. Oh, the even the conference of, tournament, on, even the on, SEC hold tournament. Hold on. The end of the NFL is the rare exception. In any, every other sport. I want to win every time. I don't know. Do you remember that time? Uh, I do know distinctly, and you probably remember this, where your Yankees purposely lost a game to cost the Red Sox a uh, shot at the wild card about 12, 13 years ago. I don't remember that, but that's pretty good. And we've had Ron Slay on this program. We'll have him tomorrow, former ball with the SEC Network. And he kind of admitted that they went to the SEC tournament not really thinking much about it, that they were focused more on the NCAA tournament. Not that they threw it or anything. You didn't say that. But I don't think you, you don't, there's a difference between throwing it and not having to play hard. And it's called playing your backups. Get your walk on some experience, man. Okay, I'm not going to go down that road. I, I, and here's the other thing the selection committee, if you did that, might actually ding you and make you a two seed instead of who a cares. Point. Who cares? Two and one is no different. This is the, the stupidest, most arbitrary like, thing that we do. That There's some truth to that, but I would like to see a one seed for the the first time in school history. It would be a monumental thing, right? Does nothing Whatever. for you. It, it no. guarantees, you, it, no. guarantees you, it guarantees you a win in the first round. There's only been one 16 beat a one. There's been about five instances of a 15 beating a two. Call me when the number one seed gets to play the first weekend at home. That's what they should be doing. That that should be the reward. Ooh, that's hot sauce. I like that. Um, coming up, more pressure on Nico Ia Malayava. And then, boy, we got our homecoming opponent. What the H? We'll talk next about your mighty Bulldogs.
Sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Sports Treasures in North Knoxville is one of the South's largest sports cards and memorabilia dealers, featuring over 10 million sports cards from vintage to modern. Sports Treasures carries a full line of hobby boxes, singles, autographed memorabilia, Tennessee Vol collectibles, fan cave decorations, and so much more. See a museum full of collectibles at Sports Treasures, 4819 North Broadway in Fountain City, and Sports Treasures on Facebook. Sports Treasures, where the real sports fan goes to shop. Have you seen the latest TriStar Hats Co. product? TriStar Hats Co.? What's that? You know, those really cool hats, shirts, tumblers, and even license plates with three stars like the official Tennessee flag and stripes like the American flag. Pretty patriotic if you ask me. Ah, gotcha. Seen those. Those are cool. Where can I get them? Simple. TriStarHatsCo.com. And if you order now, there's 10% on any order $50 or more. Plus, use the promo code HOOKED. With the promo code HOOKED, you get 10% off. That's HOOKED. And don't forget free shipping with any order over 50 bucks. Stock up at TriStarHatsCo.com. That's TriStarHatsCo.com. There are plenty of wannabes out there, so make sure you go to TriStarHatsCo.com for the best quality and customer service. Will do, and I'll be sure to use the promo code HOOKED. That's HOOKED when I do to save an additional 10% off. TriStarHatsCo.com. TriStar Hats Co. is a trademark of TriStar Hats Co. LLC. Any use without express written consent is prohibited. What's up, everybody? This is Jacob Warren asking you to like, subscribe, and share. Dave needs this. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorneys. Play to win, banksjones.com. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard. The Dave Hooker Show, Ooh. a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. Wow, your homecoming opponent's pretty special. Yeesh. Um, also, how much pressure is on Nico after the NCAA investigation into his recruitment? This 14-team playoff is gaining steam, even in Caleb's noggin, which is tough to do sometimes. He can set his mind, and he doesn't like the playoffs, but he kind of likes this one, and I kind of do too. This day in Tennessee sports history is brought to you by our friends at the Hemp House, the premier hemp dispensary online with a wide variety, great selection, and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in CBD or Delta products. Go to HempHouseChatWithTwoTs.com. HempHouseChatWithTwoTs.com. Use the promo code HOOKED for 10% off. Use the promo code HOOKED for 10% off. This day in Tennessee sports history is a little bit more difficult than most on this leap day. Uh, what do you got? Can you bring it? Can you find something good, Caleb? We will save it. We'll save it for the next break. Got a good one, though. But I want to I keep you guys guessing. Okay. All right. Well, guess, we'll guess, 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 guess for Leap Day, guys. Guess your Leap Day this day in sports history. Okay. We'll figure it out uh, once every four years. Here we go. What the H? What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. Tennessee's playing Mississippi State for homecoming. Um, aren't you supposed to play like a really 
easy opponent for homecoming? Aren't you supposed to play an opponent that rhymes with Mutep or or uh, other Illinois or something? I mean, I, I don't understand why you play Mississippi State for homecoming. Will you explain that to me, Caleb? I am genuinely shocked by this decision. Honestly, I don't get it. Um, Tennessee. Now, Mississippi State is probably the second worst team in the SEC going into this year. But I do think they made one of the most underrated hires in college football, Jeff Levy. I think this dude is a great offensive mind. Josh Heupel's best team ever was 2018 UCF. And he had Jeff Levy as his offensive coordinator that year. So this is a very, very good hire. And it's the type of hire where... You know those guys that have great X's and O's to the degree that their first year at a school, they can actually have that school play very well, even if they don't have the talent. And yes. It's that type of – like, I wouldn't be shocked if Mississippi State just shocks the world and gets eight or nine wins this year. Um, So that makes it more shocking. My only explanation for them wanting to do homecoming then is – I feel like they wanted to do homecoming in November, but they didn't want to do it the final two weeks of the season, which would be Vanderbilt and Nashville. They can't do it then. But the week before is UTEP, November the 23rd. And the only my only guess that they didn't want to do that is that's the week before Thanksgiving. And you're already trying to entice people to travel to your school for homecoming. So you don't want to do that the week before everybody's about to go away for Thanksgiving anyway, because then nobody would travel. Because my guess is everybody – you. Let's let's call it what it is, Dave. Homecoming's a way to keep attendance up for your really, really terrible game, isn't it? Yes. Yes, absolutely <laughs> it is. Yeah. They're probably worried that they wouldn't be able to keep attendance up for UTEP anyway because it's right before Thanksgiving. But why not go back to, like, I don't know, September the 14th, Kent State, third game of the year. Can't that be your homecoming game? Well, you go home for Thanksgiving – I mean, homecoming and Thanksgiving could be on the same weekend. I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world. Um, I just don't understand the Mississippi State because I'm like you. I think they could be one of the surprise teams in the country. Now, if you go through the schedule, you got Chattanooga, the opener. That's not going to be homecoming. NC State, oh, we know that's a neutral site game. How about Kent State? Kent, Kent State, excuse me. How about Kent State on the 14th? Uh, then you have at Oklahoma, you're off on the 28th, at Arkansas, Florida at home, uh, Alabama at home, off uh, Kentucky at home, Mississippi State at home. That's going to be your homecoming game uh, at Georgia. UTEP's the best fit on November 23rd, which you've already said. Now, I understand the Thanksgiving argument, but goodness gracious, you could almost it would almost make more sense to hold a homecoming at Neyland West at Vanderbilt on November the 30th and Mississippi State on November the 9th at home. I mean, goodness gracious, that just doesn't make any sense to me. That's a game you could lose on homecoming. And the last time that happened, it was a group of hurricanes that came and just thumped the balls. Uh, you don't want to lose a homecoming game. It just adds that little bit of the talking heads can say, oh, and the balls lost to homecoming. I don't, I'm not saying they're going to win that game, but it doesn't even feel right to have an SEC opponent as a homecoming opponent to me yeah yeah particularly think from attendance perspective real quick i think mississippi state's gonna be one of the surprise teams you're gonna fill the stadium for mississippi state aren't you 
Well, yeah, I would think so. Now, it's going to be a high-scoring offense. It's going to be excited on the message board. Cody says, ain't nobody worried about Mississippi State. I'm not saying worried, but I'm just saying it seems like a strange game. to. I What I'm saying is you are wasting um, a chance. You're wasting a game that's going to fill up the stands anyway, and you should pick a game that's not that's going to, where you're going to have a hard time filling up the stands. And Mississippi State's not going to be that game. They'll be one of those dangerous teams by this point, and it'll actually be an exciting game for a lot of fans to go to. And you're not going to be worried about Mississippi State, but you are going to take them seriously if you're Tennessee because of what they're doing. So, uh, yeah, I think, look, I, I, think, I think this is a mistake. I, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. This is, to me, a kind of a big mistake. Well, I don't think it's going to cost Tennessee anything, though, because I think they end up winning that game either way, right? Yes, I think they end up winning that game. I think what it's going to cost Tennessee is financially because they will lose a chance to fill more seats for, a, say, a UTEP game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, check so, this out. Check out my new TriStar Hats Co. shirt. I absolutely love it, and I've got the uh, trucker's hat as well. Those, by the way, are designed by Apex Apparel Group. Uh, 15% off your first order if your company needs any signage, any promo products for golf tournaments, anything like that, if you're a business owner, I'd greatly appreciate it. If you call them, support our sponsors. That's why we're here. They design brand and market your way. Promo products, they got it. Apex Apparel. Uh, go to youraxapparel.com or just call Tyler at 865-919-3001. 865-919-3001. And they also uh, are the... Uh, producers of the TriStar Apparel. So you can go to uh, tristarco.com. So, uh, Caleb, Mississippi State for homecoming. Maybe this is a new trend. Maybe you've got a great homecoming opponent that garners all kinds of interest. I will tell you this. Uh, there should be a lot of points scored because I don't think State's going to be able to stop anybody. And I think they'll be able to manufacture some, some points with Levy at the helm. There is going to be a of points scored in this game and that's another reason they shouldn't make this the homecoming game this is one that everybody's going to want to go to this is one that espn is going to promote heavily because not there's nothing espn likes more than those really high scoring basketball score football games at a late night and saturday night don't they yeah they do they do hey let me throw this at you because me drinker says this if nico is playing there will be no problems putting people in the seats a tennessee in their spring game they're limited to 10,000 because they've decided to drop an A-bomb on Neyland Stadium. I tried to show somebody around that was coming in from out of town. And, I mean, there are huge craters around <laughs> Neyland Stadium. You can't even circle it anymore. So they're doing the renovation. So they can only have 10,000 people in Neyland Stadium. But let me ask you this, Caleb. If they did a let's sell this thing out and Nico is obviously the starter, could they get 100,000 people like Alabama did in one of Nick Saban's first two seasons? Could they get 100,000 people at a spring game if they really wanted to? Mm. Really mm. thinking this out. I am thinking about it. Now, it's $10. There are a lot of people who can't afford games. I yeah, it ha I think it'd have to be free. Like Nick okay, Saban, it was time. free. Yeah, I think I think Nick, Nick Saban, it was free. And let's not forget this. Like you remember covering the Alabama Nick Saban hire, like hiring Nick Saban was, 
I've never seen a school so elated over a coaching hire, quite honestly. Like every time you hire a coach, you're excited. Everybody's excited about the new guy. Alabama was like, we just hit the lottery. We got Nick Saban. Remember how they felt? They, You just knew that they were about to be the dominant program in the SEC for the next 10, 15 years, right? Like there was no hope involved in that. No, you're you're right. And Kaylin asked the question, uh, Alabama doesn't seed 100,000. No, it doesn't, but they – It does now. Uh, it's not a hundred thousand. It is. They fill when they when they they fill the upper deck on the other side. It's over a hundred thousand now. Check that for me, because I don't think you're right there. Check that. Google that for. Me. Okay, but anyway, they they were at about ninety two thousand at the time, and they had so many people in the concourses and people that couldn't get in. They estimated a hundred thousand people were in some attend some form of attendance. Am I wrong on the Bryant? Bryant Diddy capacity one hundred thousand seventy seven seats. Record attendance, 101,821. Yep, they have. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Well, I can admit when I'm wrong. I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. Um, as far as selling it out, though, Caitlin brings up another point on the message board. As long as Nico's the quarterback, they're not going to have any problem selling games out. Ball State sold out last year, he said. Now, people might leave early, but uh, they, they're going to be there. Uh, Caleb, I don't think selling tickets is going to be any issue for the balls in 2024. I disagree. I think selling tickets can be an issue in November when it's cold. Dave, it's November. Well, not with this group. Wait, 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 wait. It's November, the week before Thanksgiving. Nobody's going to want to go paid to take their family to see the UTEP game. Yes, they will. <laughs> this year they will. Most years, I would agree with you. Um, Nineteen ninety nine, they would have the year after a national championship game, uh, championship season. There are some, there are some years that you're just going to sell it out every year. Georgia is going to sell it out every year. I don't care if they play UTC twelve times. They're going to sell it's it a, out every single week. It's a different. It is a different a different america than it was in 1999 it's a lot higher percentage of people's incomes to pay for tickets to go to games now well and i'll give you that that's 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 very fair it's a very yeah so and the stadiums would rather rather than sell out they'd still rather sell those luxury tickets that are more expensive because even if they don't sell out they're selling enough of those luxury tickets that it makes up for what they were filling up back in the day so i mean i i just I don't think you're going to put people that UTEP game is going to look empty guys, not empty. It will still be majority full, but it's not going to be, it'll be the weekend before Vanderbilt. And quite honestly, here's the other point. Um, the, the only way it'll fill up is this. Here's one way it fills up, Dave. And I just thought about this. Nico's in a Heisman race in a really legitimately good Heisman race with some other quarterback and his stats matter. Then everybody's going to go to the UTEP game because they want to see if Nico puts up the stats necessary to keep his Heisman stock high. Well, as long as the weather's clement, they won't have any problem getting fans in the seats or selling out the stadium, in my opinion. Did you like how I use clement instead of inclement weather? The weather's clement. Yes. Yes. I'm, I don't even know if that's a real word, but, you know. <laughs> It's, it's a um, real word. Hey now. <laughs> you go. We're having quite clement weather in Knoxville today. Jacob, what should we do? What's up, everybody? This is Jacob Warren asking you to like, subscribe, and share. Dave needs this. Don't make me go to that YouTube page and check and see how many of you had, have hit like, because I need you to hit that thumbs up button. I appreciate it, and it means a lot. That's why I like to give away stuff like we're going to give away that helmet hooker. 
uh, autographed uh, helmet that's right over my shoulder if you're on our video platforms. All right, so you mentioned Nico. Is there more pressure on Nico Ia Maleava because of an NCAA investigation? Caleb, you say yes. Why? Nico is no longer the guy that's expected to be a great quarterback for Tennessee. Nico Iamaliava, before he's ever started a regular season game at Tennessee, is already the face of the death knell of the NCAA. In 50 years, when people look back on college sports history and they say what killed the NCAA, Nico Iamaliava will be the most prominent player discussed. Because that way, I think there might be more pressure. I hope he doesn't feel it. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. But Tennessee opened up the checkbook to get Nico Iamaliava. As we found out yesterday, they planned from the start to use him as a proxy to take out the NCAA. And they've done that. The NCAA is officially going to be dead very soon. This all is happening before Nico Iamaliava, before we even know if he's going to be good. Now, we're pretty sure he's going to be good. We're pretty sure he's going to be elite. I'll, let me play devil's advocate in another way, if you, don't, okay. if you don't mind. I don't think there can be any more pressure on Nico. I, I just I think it's reached the point where short of if McGruber came to him and said, if you don't disarm this bomb with me, the world's going to explode Remember McGruber from Saturday Night Live? McGruber. Oh my Sorry. gosh. Who, who remembers McGruber? Uh no, I there can't be any more pressure on Nico. There just can't. And I want to get to how he'll handle it, but I just don't think there can be any more pressure. Oh, I'm sorry. I absolutely think there can. And because the pressure's not the pressure up to this point was just from Tennessee. Dave, the entire college sports um stratosphere is now riding on Nico because, okay, let's, what was, who was the first player that became prominent for taking on the NCAA? It was Ed O'Bannon, right? Yes. He did it after he left UCLA when he had led UCLA to a national championship and was an all American and had his Jersey retired. And when he didn't have anything on, so he didn't have anything on the line and he had time to burn as well. Yeah, because he probably blew all his money in the NBA, and he's like, "I got to." <laughs> I mean, he probably played two years, so you don't know that. <laughs> just played up the stereotype. They don't all blow their money. I'm joking. I'm kidding. But you're right. He it was just random when he decided to go get money from this. I I supported him, and I'm sure you did too. I fully supported him. Uh, yeah, doing he's, what he he's did. sitting at home waiting for that six hundred dollar check that he gets from me. Sports like, oh, <laughs> I'm having trouble making it to the end of the year. I've got to get that six hundred bucks. Rents due. Um, I'm being know. mean, I, Dad. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know what you've done. You actually seem like a very, very smart guy. Um, but yeah, you did only have a two-year NBA career. Okay, you probably thought you were going to play longer. Do you think the pressure affects Nico at all? I mean, it's impossible no, for us to say. No, because I think Nico's going to. I think Nico has already shown he embraces the pressure, the pressure, and has the moxie to do it. But. Look, okay, Dave, what happens if this happens? This isn't going to happen. But just just entertain me for a minute. Nico Iamaliava is a total bust. Just a total, total bust, okay? Say that happens. 
That's crazy. I said entertain me for a second. Go ahead. Nico Iamaliava is a total bust. We all know there's already going to be a fight in Congress about what to do with Nayala. I don't play one more. We already know what. Sorry. The NCAA goes and testifies before Congress in like a year when there's a hearing on what to do with NIL legislation. The NCAA says, you guys saw that y'all took away NIL and made it pay for play. And the prominent person in this was this guy at Tennessee when they when their state sued us. Um, and he turned out to be a bust anyway after he got $8 million. Is this what we want college athletics to be going forward? And every idiot member of Congress on both sides are like, no, we don't want it to be like that. We can't think for ourselves. And, it's a new voice. <laughs> and they're going to pass a law that restricts the monetary value of athletes everywhere with Nico Imaliava being their case to do it. That much pressure is on them for him to be successful. Well, it could go the other way, too. If he's really, really good and Tennessee wins a national championship, then people will say, oh, well, Tennessee was just at the forefront of NIL and they bought a championship. So it could go either way. It depends how. Yeah, but who cares? Who cares if someone says that? It depends how somebody wants to spin the narrative. What? I'm sorry. I should have let you finish. I apologize. No, go ahead. I said, who cares if someone says that? Hey, let me ask you this. Go to how, how many Marlins fans exist? I guess maybe three. There's like what three or four people that actually are Florida Marlins fans in the world. Okay. Go to those three or four Florida Marlins fans and say, well, you know, you only won those World Series titles because you bought them. You think Marlins fans are going to care? They're yeah. like, hey, we still got them. <laughs> All five of them. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, five. I thought there were three to four. You're saying there's five Marlins fans? Man, I, went to Marlin, I went to a Marlins game one time when I was on vacation. <laughs> Uh, I remember Dontrell Willis threw a two-hitter, complete game, back when people threw complete game. And I stretched out. I was like over four seats, and I had a family with me. We had our whole section. It was the hooker section. We called it Hooker's Corner. By the way, Caleb, what can people do with Hooker's Corner? If we can pull that up for uh, a moment, people can win this right here. All they got to do is become a John. I'm going to pull it up and show That's you guys. Right, John, check it out. And this is what we're giving away tomorrow. This is our February gift. If you can't see it, you're on an audio platform. Uh, it is a Hendon Hooker sign. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I want to show the sign mini helmet. And also, uh, we are. What show the, show the mini helmet again, Dave. Show the, oh, mini, the helmet mini helmet. Again. There's the mini helmet. You can get it right there. We're going to give that away. All you have to be is a part of Hooker's Corner. Hooker's Corner also provides you with exclusive recruiting content and interaction with us, which I absolutely love. So all you have to do is sign up. It's just $9.98, and you can win great prizes. And this helmet's valued at over a couple hundred bucks. So pretty strong, pretty strong gift. We want to thank our friends at Sports Treasures for being able to do that. Uh, Sports Treasures giving us the fantastic gift to give away in that mini helmet, and they carry over 5 million sports treasures and so much more. Follow them on Facebook, Sports Treasures TN, Sports Treasures TN. Follow on Facebook for the best sports memorabilia daily updates. They're worth it because they've got some great, great Tennessee merchandise. Coming up, it'll be this day in Tennessee sports history and also the playoff that just might work in Caleb's mind. He might be one over with Caleb. I'm Dave Hooker, off the hook sports.
Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. Hi, I'm Rick Terry, and we at Rick Terry Jewelry Designs pride ourselves in the highest quality craftsmanship from a family-owned business here in Knoxville for over 35 years. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we also take pride in being an affordable option for all your game day accessories, especially those fire opals. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we want to be your jeweler every day and especially on game day. Go Vols! Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. There's your We believe every day is a good day to be thirsty. With free samples on draft and lots of flavors to choose from, Tennessee Cider Company prepares a hard cider that's easy to enjoy. Some say it's the signature cider of the South. Others say it's the cure to your craving. They all say you'll savor every sip. The area of Gatlinburg has so much to offer, and so does Tennessee Cider Company. Add us to your list for shopping and fun experiences. You'll be glad you made the trip. Find our cidery in the Mountain Mall on the Gatlinburg Parkway. Sip smart. Sip the good stuff. Sip Tennessee Cider Company. Thirsty yet? Doors open at 10 a.m. What's up, everybody? This is Jacob Warren asking you to like, subscribe, and share. Dave needs this. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorneys. Play to win. Thanksjones.com. Uh, who's this guy? Hello, wizard. The Dave Hooker Show. Ooh. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. For some reason, randomly, Pat Forty is becoming the target of abuse on the message board. He mispronounced Nico Ia Maleava's name. And I've said before, I don't single out media members, but I felt like there were some national people that were against ball Twitter and Tennessee fans because of the whole Shiano thing. I think there were some some guys that got their feelings hurt a little bit. Um, I'm not going to name names, but I think there was an overreaction to this latest NCAA investigation that turned out to not even be an investigation at all because, hey, Tennessee just said, hey, We'll sue you. What do you think about that? Rick Terry Jewelry Design. They bring you this day in Tennessee sports history. They want to be your jeweler looking for affordable game day jewelry. How about the Fire Opals, the Tennessee tradition? Go to rickterryjewelry.com, rickterryjewelry.com. What do you got for me on this leap day? This isn't an easy assignment. And let's be honest with you, with everybody. You had trouble finding one earlier, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, I wanted to save this to the last segment because this one, I wanted to keep the comments coming. Oh, is this, this our one. kicker? Is this our kicker? This is hilarious. This okay, a kicker is a term used in the news biz. Caleb knows this. At the end, you go, 
you, you talk about like a, a local cat show or something funny or goofy and that sort of thing. And there was a guy that was known WBIR here in Knoxville, for those of you in Knoxville, and it was the big station in town. And he would, I don't want to name him either. And I had him on the radio one time and I said, uh, so you do the kickers right at the end. And we're live on the radio. And he goes, yes, I do. And I go, how many of those do you do a week? And he goes, I do three a week. And I said, you get paid full-time money for that? And he was not happy. He did not take that joke well at all. <laughs> so, all right, what do we got this day in Tennessee football history brought to you by Rick Terry Jewelry Design? This day in Tennessee football history is a day that a couple of people affiliated with Tennessee would like to take back. One of them believes it may have cost him the Heisman. On February the 29th, 1996, Peyton Manning was involved in a mooning incident. Oh my gosh, that happened on leap day. <laughs> that happened on leap day. I guess. <laughs> At which point, um, he, we, I, guys, I'm not going to go into the details of the story, but allegedly he was wounding a teammate. The trainer then named that incident as part of an overall lawsuit she had filed against the university in multiple incidents. Peyton Manning had called her to apologize that night. It seemed to most of us like harmless horseplay gone wrong, but many people close to Peyton believe that he it cost him the Heisman in 97 and he then mentioned her in his book in 2000 which had her sue again in 2003 so yes the Peyton Manning trainer incident happened on February the 29th 1996 wow um that was (laughs) definitely a that was definitely a special one that would have just gone away had Peyton Manning not included Uh, That incident in his book, which was not a very bright idea. And then it got rehashed back in, what was that, 2015-ish, 2016 for some reason? Yeah, because because a a reporter who didn't know how to read court documents, like, found, like, basically took everything that was signed in a deposition in 2003 as if it was face value, not realizing that when you settle, everything that is alleged is just technically signed off on, but that doesn't necessarily mean you admit to it. You know what I mean? So, and so because Peyton Manning settled and everything was signed off on, like the worst things that were said against him in that lawsuit in 2003 were taken at face value as if they were court documents and official record, which was not the case. So that was why that was rehashed in 2016. It was very, it was poor reporting by a person who did not know how court documents uh, did not know how to read court documents. And hey, leap day will forever be linked to Peyton Manning's ass, says Travis. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, from from now on, I will think leap day. And I will think of Peyton Manning's butt. And by the way, here's the here's the unfortunate part about this. Peyton Manning. I think the thing you kind of feel about, like if like you know, he tries so hard to be the cleanest guy possible out yeah. there and he probably is still humiliated that like this and he is, was is, just is, trying to and he was just trying to crack a joke <laughs> yeah and there was nothing cheeky about it though uh Kalen brings this up on the in the message i do want to ask you this i do want to ask you this real this real quick um if nico goes to gumps which he's referring to alabama or ohio state with the same check they have no investigation 
I don't want to be Mr. Conspiracy Theory, but I agree with him because I think that it was a school that was not prominent at the time that did that and made a splash. And all of the, the, the powerful schools, the more successful schools in recent history were the ones that raised so much ruckus about it. So I tend to agree. I don't think it's a conspiracy theory that people are looking out for Alabama or Ohio State. I just think they would have believed a lot of people would have thought, hey, they know how to do it. They know how to follow the rules. They're not rogue. They haven't had a Jeremy Pruitt in their recent history. I tend to agree with that, with Kalen's assessment. You? Yeah, the NCAA was out for blood because they wanted to make an example, and they thought Tennessee would roll over because they were a wounded dog because of the previous investigation. That's all this was about. Um, and so and that, so I will say this. Had it been um, – I mean, there have been other schools under investigation recently. I can't think of – and like – you know they hit they slapped Florida State with some silly fine with some silly punishment over an NIL violation too. Some Florida State assistant, Michigan. If Nico was in Michigan, they would have investigated Michigan because they're out for blood on Michigan as it is. Because of the yeah because of the sign stealing scandal, Florida State they've tried to make an example out of. But you're right, Ohio State they weren't really going to do that. Alabama they weren't really going to do that because there were no accusations at the moment of NCAA violations. So I, I don't think that they would I, – I, I'm not so sure that would – it would be the case with that. But it's not – you're right. It's not because they prefer Alabama to Tennessee. That's people who think the NCAA – I don't think the NCAA plays favorites in the sense of their fans of certain teams. I, I just agree. think that – yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that there was more – there is more politics involved. Okay. What do you think it's like in the in NCAA office right now? On a day-to-day basis, like you show up for work and you say, hi, Bob, how's it going? By the way, the NC- did, are you the one that told me this, that the uh, the president of the NCAA, isn't, he, he doesn't even work out of Indianapolis. He works remotely. I did not know that. He's the former governor of Massachusetts. Um, I don't know if he <laughs> works pretty, He could be your next-door neighbor. But, um, yeah, so what do you think the, the, the NCAA office is like right now after they've lost almost everything? Well, okay, I, I'm going to say this. I, Being in media, and Dave, you're in media too, we know a lot of people who work for big corporations, probably media corporations, that the writing's on the wall that those corporations are going under and that the layoffs mm-hmm. are coming, right? Yes. And so I, I don't want to make light of this because, guys, there's a lot of day-to-day just go to work, do your job for $60,000 a year people working at the NCAA at the lower level that are just going to work day-to-day and praying to God they don't get laid off tomorrow and have families to feed. And I appreciate you pointing that out because we don't want anybody to lose their job. But if it's a dude making $250,000 for the past 20 years and hasn't done anything productive, I don't really have a problem with it. No, I don't either. I don't either. As a matter of fact, that. Thing that frustrates me the most about corporations, and you know this, Dave, the middle managers who do nothing get their jobs protected when they're making two hundred to three hundred thousand, and the workers who do most of the producing that make sixty thousand, they're the ones who get fired first. But the middle managers who do nothing get to keep their jobs. So I'm totally with you on that. Um, so I think regular workers at the NCAA, because when, when we say what's going on in the office, it's like it depends on who we're talking about. If it's the board members, here's what they're doing: they're on the phone with politicians every day begging them to pass some sort of legislation to help keep them in power. 
that's what the board members are doing. They're they're hiring their lobbyists and they're sitting in the room with their lobbyists and they're saying, hey, go to Congress right now. We need something passed. And they're constantly figuring out how to do that. The day-to-day workers, they're just going in and doing their job. Then they're going to the local bar in Indianapolis down the road and they're talking after work about how they're all about to get fired. And probably they're sending out resumes everywhere. And again, it's something that is like, you know, you feel bad for that. Uh, by the way, guys, I'm not attacking managers. Managers do great jobs, but there are in many places in no, media. No, they don't. Managers, managers do good <laughs> jobs a lot of times. Stop it, no, Managers don't. do good work. There are a lot of managers who do great work, but there are certain no, managers. journalism. Yes, not yes, not in journal. Okay. Because they're jealous they're not going to the event. They're frustrated by every, reading copy all day long. No. Mostly they're not. Right. Dave, we're talking. Yeah, we were talking specifically in journalism. And I feel like the NCAA is is very similar where middle management in the NCAA is probably the same thing. If you're a middle management at at a corporation that makes a product, sells a product and, you know, that is responsible for that stuff, you probably do valuable work. You do. uh, You obviously do valuable work. Uh, I hope hope you're right. um, So (laughs) there there were a lot of dudes walking around before Dave Hart came and cut people that were like i said we're walking around making two hundred thousand dollars a year and i didn't know what they did because they weren't and guess what but they that they weren't making a valuable product and selling it that you could track they were just managing a valuable product so i'm talking about if you were their manager at a corporation that makes a valuable product sells that valuable product I'm sh- that you have a lot of value but yes you are right in something like the ncaa or some or in certain fields yes the middle management can be a problem and not that it shouldn't exist, but there's too many positions a lot of times. And I think that's where the NCAA is right now. I, I am, I do feel for the people at that office. I I do. Um, I just, I think it's a tenuous time, but I think they are probably sending out resumes and looking everywhere. And the board members are probably just saying, we'll just cash out our whatever golden parachute that we made working here. We don't care about anybody else. Jacob, what should people do? Oh, Jacob, I should turn you up. What's up, everybody? This is Jacob Warren asking you to like, subscribe, and share. Dave needs this. He does. Hey, Caleb, can you do me a favor? And let's check our poll question. Where are we on that? That is on our YouTube page. Please vote on that if you haven't at this point. What was the question? Go ahead and reset that thing. Oh, yeah. Well, the question was how, if the Vols play like they did against Auburn, they will make the 18% say Elite Eight, 46% say Final Four, 21% National Title Game, and 15% win it all. Really? You guys are that low on Tennessee? You don't think they can win it all if they can play if they play like Auburn? Yeah. Ba- basketball can be a lucky sport, so I get that. I wouldn't go that far. But no, I this is just... under the assumption that – I thought this was under the assumption they play like this every NCAA tournament game. Okay. Yeah, you you still could run into an incredibly hot shooting team, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just basketball. So I, I won't I won't hold that against them. Now I want to change the poll co- question. Can we change it? Let's go. Just, Let's do it. And it's going to be the exact opposite of what you should do, okay? But I it's it's a yes or no, which is terrible journalism. You, you never ask a question like is this a tough loss? Yes. No, you say, how tough of a loss is this? Okay, so this is bad journalism. I, it's simple. Is Dalton Connect the best Tennessee basketball player of all time? Yes or no? I don't even want to give options. 
I don't want to give options. I don't want to have to gussy it up. I oh, I'm, I, wait, let's do three options. Yes, no, you should be ashamed. It's Bernard King. No, that's the third option. Okay, yes, or you should be ashamed. Two options. Okay. Let's do two. Uh, you should be ashamed. It's Bernard King. How about that? Does that work for yes. you? All right. Works for me. New playoff format, and what does uh, Caleb say about it? I'm your huckleberry. You absolutely love it. So this new playoff format is really interesting. We're talking about auto bids for the SEC, three auto bids for the SEC, three auto bids for the Big Ten, two automatic bids for the Big 12, two automatic bids for the ACC, one automatic bid for a group of five, and then three at-large teams. Now, if you're doing your math at home, that means a 14-team playoff and it seems to be gaining some steam so your oh, thoughts yes your thoughts caleb on this new playoff format Say wham. i apologize before we get started i messed up the poll question i accidentally wrote is dalton connect the best player ever uh we'll delete it redo it i'm joking i know um okay. so um okay so I just thought it was funny because <laughs> I know it says that you went full fanboy on there, right? I hope he's Dalton Connect. By the way, that guy would be a heck of a tight end. Seeing him in person and up close, he is way thicker than you think. He's a big dude. All right, so let's get back to this fourteen team playoff. Uh, three automatic bids for the SEC. Three automatic bids bids for the Big Ten. Two for the Big Twelve. Two for the ACC. One for a group of five, and then three at large bids. What do you like and not like? about this potential 14-team playoff? Okay, what I don't like is I just don't like lots like an, an expanded playoff in general. But that, that ship has sailed. That cat's out of the bag. That thing went out of the bag with 12. This, believe it or not, guys, as much as I'm against playoff expansion, this could save college football. Because I think a, a an arbitrary expansion with a bunch of at-large teams will kill the sport. It'll kill the regular season. It'll kill conference championship weekend, things we hold so dear about the sport. Here's why these auto bids are a thing. Notice what they said, guys. They said three for the SEC, three for the Big Ten, two for the Big 12, two for the ACC, one for the group of five, and then three at-large bids. Now... Why are they doing that, Dave? You want, you want to know why? Uh, I want to know why you think why. The SEC and the Big Ten are so far from done expanding, it's not even close. Mm. Here's so they're what's... saying. Wait, so they're saying three. I thought they were saying three because they're just better conferences. Are you saying they're, they're saying three because they're going to get bigger? I think they're each going to get to 24 teams. Whoa. And here's what I think they're, here's what actually I, yeah, here's what I think they're going to do. I think the sec and the big 10 are both going to do this. They'll either, they'll either be, they'll either get to 20 or 24 teams. And here's what they're going to do. They're going to create conferences within their conference. Okay. So the conferences within the conference they will want those conferences within the conference, the champions of those mini conferences, to get automatic bids. Can we call them divisions just to make it a little more simpler? Sure, we'll call them divisions. 
Here, so here's what they want to do. And this is how this is going to save everything about college football. Let's say they both go to 20. I think they might go to 20. Okay, let's say they go to 20. SEC and Big Ten each have 10 teams, two divisions, 20 teams. Fair enough? Wait, they're both at 16 right now? Big Ten's at 18. SEC's at 16. Okay. So let's say they both go to 20. 10 teams, two divisions. They want the two division champions to get automatic bids, period, end of story. And then a third. Okay. And then a third at large. Yes. And that places value back. And here's why that's so great. That puts value back on the regular season because you really need to win your division, right? Because it's limited for an at-large spot. And like they like you really need to win it. This is why I love working with Caleb. I think this is so incredibly insightful. I never would have thought of it from that angle. And nowadays that would have sounded outlandish 10 years ago, but it sounds like it's about routine nowadays with the way things are changing. I'll tell you what I like about it. The show represented by Banks and Jones. I'll tell you what I really, really like about it in 30 seconds. Hey, Banks and Jones. Well, it's because they're Tennessee's trial attorney. You can play to win with Banks and Jones because they'll go to trial. You've heard of other lawyers. They say they'll go to trial and fight for you. They won't. They just want to settle. That's the easiest way out. Well, that's not Banks and Jones, led by T. Scott Jones. They won't settle. They'll go to trial for you. Tennessee's trial attorney. They play to win. Truly, Tennessee's trial attorney when it comes to criminal defense or personal injury. Why settle? Banks and Jones. T. Scott Jones. Banksandjones.com. I really like it because it's transparent. It's basically telling the country that the SEC and Big Ten deserve more teams in the playoffs because they are better conferences, and it's transparent. Instead of having that college football playoff committee show where they, well, Alabama's ahead of Tennessee because of this, or Florida State's not making it because of this, and I feel like they're lying to us half the time on that show, no matter what the topic is. I just like it because it's transparent, and I know – going in what it's going to be i like the fact also the way you broke it down now we don't know that that's going to be the case but you would have debates in the big 10 in the sec so you wouldn't you wouldn't have just one debate for at larges you would have debates across the board and i really really like that yeah exactly so it would actually bring back value to these non-conference games too you know, within the divisions, interdivisional games and SEC versus Big Ten, those are going to be factors for those final at large bids. So they'll still va- have value too. You see what I'm saying? Now, yes. here's the way I've, here's, here's the really hot take in the way I would format the playoff. The most obvious way to do it with 14 is that the top two get a bye and then you just have the next 12 play of the first round. And so that, that way you would get to, you see what I'm saying? Like right yes. now, the top four. I would do something radically different. I would do it like the SEC tournament now. The top four get a double buy. Mm. And then... That concerns me, Caleb, because football is such a physical sport. I feel like that would be giving one team an unfair advantage to have two less games. I think... But here's why they're doing what they're doing. They want to bring the incentive back to the conference championship games. I think the double buys should be reserved for the conference champions that puts so much incentive to win your conference at that point, which I think should have, I think that should carry some serious weight. I think winning your conference should carry some serious reward. And so 
a double buy puts puts so much incentive on winning your conference that quite honestly, I'm a huge fan of that. And I think all five conference champions that would get in should at least get a single buy. None of them should play on the first day. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I like this format because it's transparent, because of what it can do with the different divisions within a conference that you, you brought up. By the way, new listeners, if you don't care, go ahead and hit that like button, hit the thumbs up button. We greatly appreciate it. Bring more people in. But I'm going to play devil's advocate. You said that conference championship games won't mean anything. Well, if a conference is guaranteed to get three in, then that game really means nothing because both teams are going to make the college football playoff for sure, right? No, it means more if you do my suggestion of the double buy. That game means a lot then. Because you're not just playing. Now, you still might get a buy if you win. If I mean, if you lose your conference championship game. But there's a chance you have to play two extra games, not just one. That's a huge incentive to win your conference at that yeah, point. That's, that's a gigantic incentive. I'm sorry. That's, that is how you save college football's conference championship weekend love it i'm telling you here's the way i would do it i would do it like this um yeah because remember they remember this you still might get a single buy because double buy like say you lose your conference championship game that team that won it still may only get one more game than you because you could get a single buy you have single buys double buys and then no buys so would the double buys be called bye buys? It's <laughs> it's what the SEC tournament does right now. The top four teams in the SEC basketball tournament don't play till Friday. The second best, I want to say six teams play on Thursday. So here the way you do it is this four teams get a bye bye. Yeah. Four teams get a bye bye. Double bye. <laughs> Love it. Love way, the way you said it. Uh-huh. Four teams get a double buy. Six teams get a single buy. Okay. And then the and then the last four ran have to play a play-in weekend. Tell me that's not awesome. A play-in weekend. I think you've made it. I like simple and transparent. I think you've made it a little complicated. I don't I this is the best way to make sure that every single game matters, no matter what. This is the best way to maximize the value of the games. Dave, I don't care about, about it being fair. I care about every game mattering. And my way makes – here's the way. I just found a way that you, everybody who loves college football, can have their cake and eat it too. And I, I just discovered this, guys, because I'm a genius, okay? <sighs> what are the things people love the most about college football? Let's let's name them all out real quick. Caleb, that's what I love the most about college football because he's a genius. Thank you. You want to be incentivized to win every game, right? You want to be incentivized yes. to play hard to win every game. Is that fair? Yes. Some people want a playoff because they want the idea of an expanded playoff because they think it'll be fun. And other and they want every team to have a shot. Is that fair? They don't want teams to just get iced out, right? Yes. But other people, myself, want the regular season to be the most valuable regular season in any sport. Yes. And other people want conference championship weekend to matter. Which is you. Should be me. Yes. My method does all of that. It does all of it. 
It literally covers all of it. Who cares if it's fair? It gives you so much to play for every week. It brings back the regular season. Make the regular season great again. Make conference championship weekend great again. They've, I'm with you. I love conference championship weekend. I'm trying to save it for you so you can enjoy it. That'd be huge. By the way, um, Kalen says, how does your head fit in the camera, LOL? Going to have to slide that chair back. I agree with you. <laughs> All right. So everybody, I want to be real clear. We're going to be set to draw for the Hendon Hooker helmet tomorrow before the show starts. So if you haven't signed up for Hooker's Corner, can you pull that up, please? If you haven't signed up for Hooker's Corner, then you can't win once the show starts tomorrow because we're going to have a wheel that spins around and everything. We're going to give away our uh, Hooker's Corner grand prize for the month of February tomorrow on March the 1st. So you have got to sign up. It's just $9.98. We certainly appreciate the support. It means a lot to us and our families. I mean, they like it when we pay the mortgage. I mean, they're big fans of that. Uh, but we want to, as much they, as anything. you got to play the Paris Hilton thing. What, what does your girl say when you pay the mortgage? Uh, That's hot. It is. <laughs> okay, but more than anything, what we like to do is interact with you. And I, I'm able to do that. Caleb's able to do that. We're going to have increased recruiting coverage. We already have uh, on the site late night game prevented uh, story that we've got coming up on one of the top prospects in the nation that Tennessee is on. It'll be a gift from a hooker about a hooker, but signed by a hooker. And I'll even throw in a hooker shirt, but you have to sign up before the show starts tomorrow. And I don't mean 950. I mean, like by nine o'clock, because I got to build this will and everything. So please, if you want to win the helmet, sign up. If you don't, that's fine. We love you being here. And I'm a big believer and that content should be free. So this is uh, this is whether or not you want to do it, completely up to you. But we're providing you with some pretty awesome prizes, and they're only going to get bigger. So uh, Ashley says, I see why my husband is on here every morning good show ashley loving me some ashley and look at her neat little anime avatar pretty awesome okay oh, look at ashley. that okay ashley yeah good with the ladies well that's the dave appeal caleb is the crazy appeal and uh well i made caleb small how did i do that uh there we go let's just I'm turn this off. off there we go yeah caleb is uh caleb's the crazy appeal dave's the ladies appeal Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I had a guy okay. walk up to me. I had a guy walk up up to me at uh, the. Uh, if anybody can guess this, I'll give them a T-shirt. Okay, and I'll give slight hints. Okay, slight hints. Until we get the right answer, guy comes up to me and goes, "You really remind me of blank, of blank." He is. I'll give you a hint. First to get it right wins a hooker T-shirt. Okay. Here's the hint. An actor, okay, over 70 at least, um, eccentric, not Tom Hanks, but thank you. Man, well, I'm going down a path. People are going to start saying Chris Farley and John Candy here in a second. Uh, <laughs> I'm going down the wrong path. Mike Myers, not that. Um, all right, keep going. He has a very strong accent that he sometimes uses 
on Saturday Night Live when he needs a cowbell. Anybody got that one? Sean Connery. I would love that. Do you have it, Caleb? Do you have it yet? A person came up to me and said that I look like, not Clint Eastwood, but I tell you what, I can do a mean Clint Eastwood impression too. Wait, wait. You know who it is. I know who it is. Rhymes with talking. Who on the message board is going to win a shirt? Christopher Walken. Caleb wins the shirt. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports.